Hi, I'm Edward Mullen, author of The Art of the Hustle. You are listening to the Edward Mullen Podcast. For more information about me, my books, or even this podcast, please visit edwardmullen.com. What? There's a podcast hat. To take you out of your element. You can't see me. No, it's not even a hat. It's a hairband. It's an ear muff. Okay. (laughs) Okay, listen to me. Yep. I'll take the hat off. Okay. Okay, is the desire to have kids selfish? If you think about it in this context, the kid has no choice to be born. He doesn't get a say, right? And if you think about how many people are miserable and on antidepressants and have crappy lives and do things that they don't want to do, uh, you know, like school for a lot of kids is painful. There's bullying. Then they have, you know, some shitty after school job. They don't want to do that. Then they got to, you know, move out of their house and they have to get this odd job and that sucks and they're struggling to pay bills and things are uh, overpriced and whatnot. And, and then, you know, if they're fortunate enough to go to college or university and they get a better job, uh, college universities is difficult, hard work. Let's say they do get a better job. Most of them won't be doing something that they enjoy doing. Uh, even if they do uh, get a job in some job that they like, like marketing or being a lawyer, that still for most people is going to be incredibly difficult to do. And it's not going to be, you know, maybe very fulfilling. I guess the point of what I'm saying is that the very few people have fulfilling lives with meaningful relationships. They're happy. They, uh, you know, set and achieve goals and all this kind of stuff. So, Given that the amount of people that achieve that are so slim, the probability that you have a kid that turns out to have a happy, enriched life is so slim, right? You're essentially, based on a law of of probability or balance of probability, you're essentially setting up a kid, in most cases, to have a miserable life. And the only reason you do that is because it fulfills some need within you. And most cases, it fulfills some lacking need in you where you're, you have a deficiency, a hole that in your kind of personality or your life that you need to plug up with some kid that you're going to impart your wisdom on and uh, most likely ruin their life with your shitty parenting because you haven't done any sort of uh, preparation. You're just like, you know what, I'm miserable or I need this relationship to last and I don't want this guy to stay or I made a decision that's a terrible decision and now you have this little bundle of joy who's a person and has most likely a miserable life who didn't ask to be born didn't ask to go to college didn't ask to uh, compete against others so isn't it selfish for you to bring this kid into the world because only one person in that decision making process has any say and that's the parents the kid doesn't have the say to be born so how do you respond to that? So are you saying that parents should or people should not have kids then? Damn, that's a good one. Okay, I think maybe it's possible that most parents shouldn't have kids. And if you can kind of tip the scales of probability more in your favor that your kid is going to have a happy life, let's say like Donald Trump and his his uh, wives, whoever his wives were at the time when he's having kids, the probability that those kids will be afforded nourishing meals, they'll be have connections, they'll be able to be put in sports, have you know proper equipment, uh, have uh, education, provided opportunities where they can work within the company. 
these are the type of people that should be produced because the, the likelihood that those people will have a good life is much higher. They might not, but on a balance of probability, they probably are more likely, you know, if if they have a spin at the wheel on the on the wheel of life, they'll probably land on a happy life rather than an unhappy life in most cases. So your desire to bring a kid into this world should be based on uh, your kid will have a happy and productive life or you could add some value to this world with by having this kid. But most kids and most people don't actually matter, you know, unfortunately. If you you kill a dozen people in a in a in a school, the world keeps on ticking. Those people didn't actually matter. Unfortunately, you know what I mean? That sounds bad, but like, you know, there's wars are fought, people die, suicide bombers, and the world just keeps going. People don't matter. They, you know what I mean? They, they live meaningless existences, and there's no deficiency in people. It's Boy. not like we're, we're, you know, all, all the plumbers died and we have deficiency of plumbers. That gap will be filled by uh, supply and demand. Um, your point about, yeah, peop- uh, the world continuing with, uh, regardless of whether or not there are people that are born is is very true. I mean, there is that, um, I don't know if it's a quote or a scientific fact or whatnot, but, you know, where they said if there were no animals or something like that or nature, like yes. if, they all, if all the animals or creatures died, it, like it, humans I, would stop. No, 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 you're, bu- you're butchering it. Okay, This fine, is what it is. Goodness. If you killed all the ants in the world... I think it's ants. I think it's some bug, right? But if you let's, I th- I'm pretty sure it's ants. If you killed all the ants, the world would cease to exist in something remarkable. I'm going to make something like up. Ten years. Or something. I think less than that. Okay. Sixty-eight days. N- okay, I made that. No. Up. But something very, very sure. fast. But if, but if you killed all the humans, like the whole world will like would thrive and become better. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's a side note. I had two points to make. One is, if most parents shouldn't have kids, then what? determines who should have children and the second thing that i was going to say was that you know you were saying how um only certain people like with kind of privileged backgrounds should be having children because they are able to give their kids a better chance of success but um isn't it true that most people that have achieved greatness or like a large percentage of those are people that came from nothing or had to face like a lot of adversity in order to get to where they got to. That's a really good point. (laughs) Yeah, Albert Einstein, perfect example. Uh, There's tons of examples, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I would respond to that by saying the privileged don't necessarily need to be billionaires, you know, from a billionaire family. It could just mean you provide your kid with a roof over their head and a meal three meals a day and, and, you know, proper shoes or something like that, which would eliminate a ton of kids from being born because a lot of people can't even afford that. So maybe the threshold would be much lower than I originally stipulated. And I brought up Donald Trump, but that's a really extreme case. So it would actually open up the door for a lot more children from middle-class families who would go through strife and develop character and, and strive and compete and, and, and be ambitious and, you know, develop things uh, like, uh, you know, iPhones and, and, uh, and inventions and, and medical breakthroughs and that kind of thing. That's true. I guess my response to that, if you killed all those people and you just had a bunch of, you know, Paris Hilton types, people from luxury that don't aspire to do anything. And uh, 
I think the the amount of people having kids, amount of billionaire kids or really really wealthy p- kids are so low, we wouldn't really have a problem. You know, there there aren't that many Paris Hiltons and Kim Kardashians out there, right? So the bulk of the the people would still be kind of middle class people. I guess what I'm saying is be eliminate the lower class. I think the world would keep on ticking. And in fact, because there's less people, there's less people c- competing for different things, more opportunities. You know, everybody gets to go to college uh, rather than just a few people. And then you might open the door to somebody who becomes a lawyer who wouldn't otherwise get into law school or someone who, uh, you know, says, hey, maybe I can write a screenplay for Hollywood. Because right now it seems like those avenues are, are shut because there's so many, the, the market is saturated. So maybe it'd actually be better for society if there's less people. I'm making the claim that having more money produces better kids, and you're saying that's not true. It, it's not true because once I think it's not necessarily true. Um, you, you know, but I is, see it a lot of times where you have kids that live in a life where they don't need to um, try very hard in order to succeed, or there is no pressure on them to have to work or anything like that, and they just waste their lives away then, right? Oh, okay. um, because they can just, they don't need to work. They don't need to be productive. They can just live off of the wealth of their family or whatnot, right? Right. Okay, but wouldn't you argue that this world to, to make a decent living and to be successful is very difficult? And even if you have connections, money, education, good looks, there's still a high failure rate, right? It's very difficult to be to open up a multinational conglomerate only a yes. few make it i think um there's a stat that says if you open up a restaurant in the first five years like 70 percent will fail and the next five years from that uh the other 20 percent will fail so out of 10 years one restaurant gets to make it i don't know if my math is right but something like that okay. so it's very very difficult to to succeed because it's difficult to succeed you you don't bother you're you're rich and you're a you know a kid, and you're like, well, fuck all that. Why would I, why would I do something like uh, you know start my own business where I'm going to fail when I don't have to? But if the resources are open up and competition was less, then they would go into business because the failure rate would be lower. So you'd have a bunch of people uh, entering the market when they otherwise wouldn't be. They're like, hey, maybe I have a shot at that, right? But then that you're assuming that the reason why people are not entering it is because they're afraid to fail or there's a lot of competition when it could be that they're just lazy. That's true, but lazy because maybe the the alternative, that's off-putting, right? They're like, well, I could do nothing and have a nice life or I could do something very difficult and fail and not have a nice life. So yeah, it is lazy in the sense that like, yeah, I'm not ambitious. I'm not going to chase after this dream, but it's also, it could be what I'm assuming, right? Or it could be, I'm happy just having an average life or I'm happy just playing video games all day. And I can do that because I don't need to actually work. We seem to have a high proportionate percentage of really rich kids doing nothing with their life. Why is that? Because they don't need to do anything. But then you have people like Eric, Ivanka, and Donald Trump Jr. who are really smart and successful and come from one of the richest families in the world. How is that possible? It seems to be a case of parenting but not rather than being spoiled. It can be a combination of parenting and 
um, and just temperament and how and like. So Donald Trump got lucky with having. Yeah, I don't because, know how many kids he has, but those three at least are doing pretty well. I mean, it's very possible that he could have an a, a kid that you don't know about that's a failure, right? I mean, I'm saying like hypothetically, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very possible you don't know, right? Um, and it's really common when you look at families where kids do end up very differently. Like even I just look at my friends and whatnot. Um, there's kids that come from you know their parents treated them pretty much the same way, and you'll have like one kid that's just kind of lazy and doesn't really want to do anything. What's the birth order of the lazy kid? I bet you it's the youngest one, right? No, it's the older one. The younger one is the one that worked way harder than the older one. Oh. It, there's no real... I mean, there are things in terms of um, how birth order can affect what someone is like. And I think in many cases, people do kind of abide by that. But in a lot of cases, it's not true as well, right? Like, I'm the younger child, but there's a lot of things that I don't... I'm not like a younger child. Um, okay, but the, the, the whole birth order thing is um, a combination of your perceived placement in the family hierarchy and also how the parents react to having a different kid. Like, you're, you're going to treat your first kid differently than your second kid because your second kid is going to have... You're, you're going to go into the experience with the knowledge of raising the first kid. So now you're being raised differently. You know, the yeah. first kid might be this bundle of joy that you spoil and you love. The second kid might be an annoyance that's now an extra mouth to feed and you treat them differently. So on one aspect, it's the parents treating uh, the kids differently. And the second thing, it's it's the perceived uh, hierarchy in the pecking order Mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, my brother is being treated better than me. I know, but I mean, of course, people can still like overcome those things and obviously turn out differently, right? But I don't know what your point is about like, isn't it still people are still being selfish in having their kids or have we moved beyond that? We have not moved beyond that. I'm saying that most people fit having kids into their life plan for the sole purpose of fulfilling some desire they have, either because they want a little bundle of joy that looks like them and they can mold and and, and shape the way they want, or because they decide that that's the, the right thing to do. Like, you know, you go to school, you get a job, you meet someone, maybe do some traveling, you get married, you have a kid, and, and then you get a mortgage or whatever, and that's life. That's a standard formula for life. So maybe, you know, you're 33, and you've got a career, and you're married, and you have a house. The next thing is a kid. Because either that they don't think about it, or they have some biological urge that's, that's um, influencing them. But... I think very few people are saying, I'm going to bring a kid into this world because I can, I think I can raise this kid in a particular way that could benefit this world, which is a, which is a selfless thing to do. I'm raising this kid because I think I have the skills to raise, uh, you know, kids that are productive or, you know, can, can benefit this world. It's a gamble. You don't know that kid could be a serial killer or it could be, you know, mother Teresa. You have no idea. But my argument or my question, which I haven't really necessarily stated what side of the fence I'm on, was is having a a kid uh, selfish? I think that it has, like, 
there are going to be selfish motivations to it. You can't you can't have like purely unselfish motivations for having a child. But is that is it purely is selfish that, then? Let's change it. Um, well, I, I don't know, but are you saying that we should not have kids if we do not have uh, unselfish motivations? You can have a selfish motivation only provided that you can have this kid can be raised in, in a nice house or a nice home that can have opportunities to succeed. How about that? But what if you're you aren't able to provide a home kind of like um like you it's not a nice home it's a small home it doesn't have like a lot of these comforts but it's a home that is going to be wholesome environment for the child you're going to love them you're going to be able to spend time with them and you are going to be able to instill good values in them even though you guys have very little money and he, the kid can only have one pair of shoes that, that might be ready. okay so uh, yeah originally you know, i started saying about money but that doesn't necessarily preclude you from having a good kid i guess my point was you know you mentioned a bunch of things you have a home you know two parents you, you have at least enough money to feed them and teach them good values. Those are probably the things uh, that, are, that are important rather than money. But I'm saying with money, uh, well, I originally said that, it's more likely that you're going to have a home. It's more likely that you're going to be able to put the kid in soccer and hockey with a nice equipment and uh, you know maybe pay for his college or her, her college or you know what I mean? Even then, you might raise a kid that has a miserable life, and yeah. which they didn't ask for. So I guess the question is, who should have kids? Well, that's the thing, right? Because now you're putting, you're saying like, okay, with two parents there, right? So is that going to be a requirement? You need to have two parents, right? Because then are you going to look at the quality of the relationship between the two parents? Like it's quite, um, it, it, it's been shown that if you've got two parents in a home, but they're fighting all the time, that's going to create more stress and like more dif- uh, difficulty for the child than if you just had one parent, but you don't know there that. is no, you don't know that for sure. Maybe a study shows that having two parents, even if they fight and dysfunctional is better than a single. Parent. No, there's actually a lot of studies that have been completed about this. And it's shown that like Conflict in, between parents has negative effects on children. That is why. What does it mean if, to have a, a, a dad that's absent your whole life? How's, how's, is that better? What's the study say about Well, that? it doesn't have... Um, I don't know because I don't... It's not like I've read up on all the studies. But I know for a fact that conflict... When there's conflict, that has effects on kids, right? Because this is the whole idea of why... Um, if there is like violence between parents, child welfare would get involved with that um, because there are like even if your neither parents are abusive towards the child, that if there's abuse going on in between the parents, it's a bad enough thing that they will like child welfare will intervene but the fact that child welfare intervenes doesn't necessarily mean that it's an unhealthy environment for the kid yes it it, it could just mean that they need something they need to create jobs <laughs> for child welfare no no listen to my listen to me you have you have a government that wants to create jobs so 
you say, well, why don't we create a division called Child Welfare Services or whatever it's called, and we'll take kids away. And then you say, well, yeah, hey, boss, that's a great idea, but, uh, you know, we don't have any requirements to take kids. So we don't need to staff that many people because it's very difficult to to, uh, take a kid out of their home. Well, I got an idea. Why don't we just reduce, lower the requirements so more people qualified to have their kids snatched from their homes. So now you create more jobs. It could be that. No. You can't argue that's not that. You have no idea because you have Well, I know I have no idea. I'm just saying it could be that, right? Kind of and any child welfare worker will tell you that they are probably overworked and there's way too much to do. They yeah, do but not that's need the to requirement get into to snatch kids is too low. No. They need to raise it. No, and the thing is like especially in our kind of um like the culture like now is much more like we don't want to get involved. Like if we do not need to get involved with them we will not you know we want families to just be healthy and happy on their own without the involvement of the government right um and it's not like the people that are creating these studies about the effects of conflict in a child's life is working is you know in cahoots with the government and they're trying to find out ways where we can get more no but that's the thing they might not know right the government has all these mandates that says okay if the if there's conflict in the home, take them away. But we the don't real take reason, them away, though. That's the, real the thing. Re- there's so little that someone is able to do in those situations. It's like a lot of work for the hope that we might actually make a little bit of difference. But it's so little. Like it, I mean, I worked on a domestic violence team in child welfare. And it's so disheartening to see because like you can do so little. If the parents want to stay together, we can recommend them to have... like counseling or whatever right but like we can't force them to do anything that they don't want to do right we're not gonna actually take a child away and most parents are just going to deny that any of this happens despite the fact that there are like police reports that you know this is happening they'll be like oh that was like a one-off thing this is not something that ever you know, he wouldn't normally hurt me or we don't argue or it never happens in front of the kids. Like, and the thing is, even when it doesn't happen in front of the kids, most children will be, like, they've shown that children are able to sense it. Even if they are never outright shouting or arguing or anything like that, if there's tension there, kids are usually able to tell. So, and it has, and it, it's, and the okay. reason why it affects them is because they, they, then they have like a lack of a sense of security in their home. Okay. Right? What about when their dad leaves when they're born and they raise in a single family household? I don't How does think that, that affect them? I I think that when it, if it's a single family household and the um parent single parent it, uh, household is that what's called? Yeah, what did I say? Uh, well, I, I said single family and then yeah, you Yeah, yeah, single parent. My lead. Single parent family um I think that what why it becomes difficult is like not so much the lack of having two parents there but the fact that if you've only got one income your that parent is going to be stressed out and you know they have to work they can't care for for their kids their whole life is you know they they don't have the luxury of another person helping out right if it's only one mom but like they've got someone else that's able to help or they've got financially are able to handle it and can just be there for their kid and not feel like 
frazzled and overworked and things like that, I don't think that there are really negative effects. Like, I mean, I do, but it you can don't... be like, you know, I think not having a, like, if it's a single mom with a son and if he doesn't have any, like, male role models or anything like that, then, yeah, there can be some detriments to that, I guess, or, you know, or at least there would be benefits of having a male role model, but there could be some effects to it, right? But I don't think they're as harmful, and there are things that are maybe easier to overcome. The whole point is, like, I don't think you can put values of, like, these people should have kids and these people shouldn't have kids because they're kind of setting up their kids for failure by bringing them into the world, right? Like, yes, you can say that given this set of circumstances, the likelihood that you're going to fail is probably higher. And I would even go as much to agree that, yeah, if you, like, well, I mean, I agree that if you just wiped out and, like said, all these people aren't going to have kids anymore, there probably wouldn't be, like, a huge effect on the world. But I don't think that that is right. I don't agree that we should be limiting or, like, not that I don't think we should limit at all because I think that it would be beneficial to have some kind of control over who does have children or at least help people to learn how to become a better parent you know how can you best help these people to achieve in life but like it's so hard to just go across the board and be like you know this is a checklist that you have to meet in order for you to to be able to have a kid and if if you don't meet that then you shouldn't be having a child so you're saying there should be some checklist but no, coming up with a checklist be. would be difficult no, I didn't you say said there should, be, there should be some limitations. How could you do that without a checklist? I think that people should somehow be like more educated on parenting. So you're saying that everybody is able to have kids just like it is now. However, if you want to have a kid, you have to do some sort of education, like a course or something like that. And this course would most likely be free, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't really have a actual... Um, like, this is what I think should be right for the world kind of thing. Like, um, I am really pro-education, like, parenting education, just because um, I think a lot of the, uh, a lot of how we should treat children or how we should raise them as or how we react to them, like, the best things for the kid is is not um, often what would be our um, automatic reaction. Like, you know, you have a kid that is screaming or something, like, your automatic reaction is probably to, like, let's say just to scream back at them or to shake them or something. Like, there's a lot of things where, like, if we didn't think and we just reacted, that's probably one of the worst things you could do for your child in or in in terms of like teaching them um to not do that or how to how they should behave right uh, a lot of things like it's not necessarily common sense it's not something like you could sit there and think about it and be like oh yeah i think this is what would be the best thing for me to do and 
a lot of things are really difficult to do in that moment when your child is misbehaving, right? Um, and it's not easy to learn, right? Or like, it's not easy to just to do it. Um, but if there is education, I, I would think that hopefully at least there's a, there's a better chance of them interacting with their child in a in a positive manner. But whether or not you can just be like, okay, you can't have a kid unless you've passed this course, right? Here's, like, here's the problem that comes up in my book, um, The Prodigy. How do you punish parents that have a kid and don't take the course? Which is obviously going to come up. Yeah. You take the kid away? You, you know what I mean? Like, what's no, the punishment? Yeah. You, well, you the institute thing. a, a you, penalty, you like a monetary penalty? Well, you, you probably can't do any of those things. No, so it seems like there's no anything. consequence. No. So how yeah. are you going to instate that, right? And it wouldn't. Like, that's the thing is that how would you ever go about controlling people having kids at all, right? And the thing is, like, I think there are parents that... Maybe not so much like in um, in North America, but in other parts of the world, right? And in like Africa or in developing countries, it's not like these women want to have kids. Like some of them do, right? But there are ones that don't want to have kids, but they don't have access to like contraceptives or anything, right? So they're having kids. They're bringing more people into the world, but not because they want to necessarily, so you're saying that if you were president of the world, the first thing you would do is go into a place that has a lot of unwanted babies and offer them a way to prevent those babies. And by doing that, you wouldn't have to do much to uh, first world countries. Well, actually anywhere, like contraceptives are not cheap, you know, like, yes, you can have, uh, like, I think most places you can probably get access to condoms if you want it to fairly easily but as a woman to get like on the pill it's not cheap right it costs like in Canada probably at least like 20 30 dollars a month in the states it's like 80 or 90 dollars it's expensive right like and I'm sure that there are people that would choose not to beyond contraceptive because of the cost and then they end up having a, a child as okay, a result so what is the solution because a lot of these contraceptives come from different companies and women respond differently to different companies medicine so it's not that you can offer free contraceptive you can. to one company but the, then in the uk contraceptives are free what brand any brand Whatever how do they you how do they get the companies to produce free Well actually most it's not that it's free like most prescriptions there you don't you pay like a dispensing fee for them but in for like contraceptives you don't even pay a dispensing fee How do the people that make contraceptives make money? Um it's part of the healthcare right there, So you right? do pay it through taxes Yeah yeah you pay it through taxes but then uh it's you know like people that are poor are not really paying as much taxes so they're not paying for that I'm not saying that this is the best way, but like I think you're saying that model does work. Yeah, well, but the in, problem in, is that for some taxes are already high. So how are you going to take more money and put it into contraceptives? Are you saying that you'd have to tax more money, or you would just allocate the money differently, or? having an extra human in society is going to be so much greater than the cost of covering these medic medicine right like a contraceptive like these pills okay um yeah i don't think you can really 
say that I don't know what the the numbers are like, but I'm pretty sure like providing the cost of it and preventing kids being born is probably gonna save you a lot of money, right? Because the, the cost save of who the, a lot of money? The government, right? How? You're, because you're talking a about kid, any, another human person. being, another human being in born costs like is gonna cost. Cost who? Especially cost if you're talking money. about it doesn't cost the government any money. Well, yeah. If this, if your whole thing about like you know poor people and them having kids and it's gonna be like a bad life and they're gonna end up being you know I, I don't know unproductive members of society or turn to crime or something like that, like those kind of things, like that's gonna end up costing the our government or our society yeah i see what you're saying so yeah i seem to agree with you on that uh all right well do you want to do you want to what do we now have a conclusion i guess in conclusion in conclusion we agree that it's selfish no in conclusion we agree that it's selfish in a lot of cases to have kids however that doesn't really matter that much because one go ahead if we didn't have any reasons to have kids, then, like, no one would have any kids. And, you know, we don't just want the world to end, do we? No. Yeah. So we, we don't want human species to yeah, end. Yeah. We don't want the human species to end. Thus, there needs to be some selfish reasons for us to procreate. Otherwise, we may not. And But selfish in the, in, in the sense that I want to help my species isn't that selfish, right? But I don't think that's... Selfish that I want to be able to dress this kid up in baby gap clothes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I think most people aren't like... I want to be the envy of my friends. I want to have a kid to help continue this species. Like most... That's not why most people are having kids. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And anyways, so the whole thing was that if... Really, there is no practical way we can control people having children at this point. In time, we can't just start taking kids away when they are born. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you can do that. But doesn't China have a a one? They kid have rule? a one child so, policy. So yeah, it's yeah, there's examples but I think of they, it. But they just, I think they just, what do they do? Do they kill the kids? I don't know. I don't know. You're Chinese. You tell me. Hey, just because I'm Chinese doesn't mean I know anything no, about China. Yeah, you do. I've never even been there. Ask me something about being white. I'll tell you. Okay. What's the uh, currency in Norway? The yen. <laughs> okay. Um, See, you what, don't what? know. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, like I, it has to be something like they like kill the kids, right? Isn't it? I don't know. I have no clue, but it just seems like it's terrible. That would be ter- you can't ki- you can't just start ki- killing kids. Maybe you can. No, you can't. You can't just start killing maybe, kids. Maybe you can kill uh, uh, no, but, a fetus. No, I don't want to register... get into. I don't want to get into that that whole debate. But um. Well, the, what I wasn't but, getting into that debate. What I'm saying is that there is. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're too slow. Okay, my point. <laughs> the um. I do what I do know about in China though is that because there is a one child policy and many Chinese families want to have sons so that they can carry on the family name or and stuff like that and they want a one child to be successful if their kid is like female or if they're um in any way like not perf- don't seem to be like perfect 
they will abandon their kid or they will kill their kid so that they can have another kid that is male and you know have a better success in life or whatnot um and then that create like so now you're causing parents to kill their own kids because it's you can only have one kid and you also have a society that it has like a huge male percentage to female because everyone wants to have but that's sense. yeah that's true yeah. And, like, the thing is that you have that. Like, it, okay, so in China, they're not able to test beforehand whether or not their kid has a likelihood of having a dis- disability or whatever, right? But here we can, and so many parents choose to abort their child before it becomes born because they th- there's a chance, you know, there's a high chance that they are going to come out not perfect, right? How is that different, really? Because you're you're doing something that if your kid comes out with Down syndrome, it affects the quality of life of the kid. So you're doing the kid a service. Whereas in China, the kid could be a daughter and you kill it and their quality of life would be uh, probably the same. So you're doing the kid a disservice. But they're doing the same thing. It's like with their kid with Down syndrome versus not. One instance is a kid. The other instance is a fetus. But then the thing is that if... Um, like here we think it's fine because it's the fetus and we're able to test it out. Don't you think that if it was there and they were able to test their fetus before it was born for these things that they wouldn't just do it? They would just abort it, but they don't have the, they don't have the... You're saying in China, they don't have the ability to determine the sex Well, the thing and... is, not that they aren't, they don't have that technology. I'm sure it's available, but the t- kinds of people that are having, that are leaving their kids out are the ones that don't have the means to access those kind of services, right? They're the ones that live in the villages and, like, can't, they're, they're not going to see a doctor or anything, all right, I don't really want to talk about China anymore. Why are you anti-China? Well, for two reasons. One, I don't know anything China. about China. And two, some of the behavior in, in China disgusts me. And it puts me in a bad mood. Doesn't it? Like, to forget the fact they're Chinese. Just human beings that are capable of doing that. Yeah, but the thing is, it I'm bum, saying... Bums me what I'm saying is that I don't, I, don't, you, I don't think you can say that it's... Okay, they are doing that because they're Chinese. It's the fact that in China, so I just said I don't want to talk about China, and you're talking about China. I don't care about China. And it I, would happen anywhere. Maybe it would. I don't want to talk about it for the simple reason that it bums me out. I just said that it doesn't matter if that they're Chinese. It matters that the people that are doing it are doing it. I don't want to talk about. Well, let me rephrase it. I don't want to talk about people that are doing that because that bums me out. All right, let's wrap that shit up. It bummed me out. I don't know anything about China. You're the one that brought up China. Thank you for listening to the Edward Mullen podcast. If you enjoyed it, you might want to check out my book, The Art of the Hustle, available on Amazon. To learn more about me and the book and even this podcast, please visit www.edwardmullen.com.